0: Hello and welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. I'm Lauren Legrasso, I'm your host, and this show is meant to help you make creativity the filter for your life, redefine your relationship with fear, take it out of the driver's seat, put it in the back seat, hopefully the trunk, and also step more fully into the essence of who you are and claim your right to have a dream. And today there's an incredible guest. She is the youngest ever guest that we've had. Her name's Brooklyn Queen. I can't wait to tell you all about her. But first, I'm going to do a quick creative check in. And this creative check in is all about creative partnerships. Creative partnerships are something I've talked about a lot, but I'm just finally through some very interesting experiences in my own life, starting to see how important picking the right person to partner with on a creative project is. It's kind of like co-parenting a child. You're in it for life if it's a bigger thing. For instance, writing a book together or starting a business together or writing a song together. Those are the kind of things that aren't just going to be like one and done easy in and out. You know, if you're like writing a sketch, fine, whatever. But even that can blow up into something. The big thing is you want to be sure that the people you're partnering with are not only people of integrity that you enjoy being with and that you can really vibe with creatively, but also that you have the same morals as that are easy to talk to and problem solve with that you know exactly what the boundaries are going into the situation. You've agreed about how you're going to split responsibilities, how you're going to split money. There's so many different things that go into. It and if you don't go into it, first of all, like really knowing who that person is and who they might become in the realm of this project, and second of all, like having clear expectations of each other. So, when you're picking someone to partner with creatively on a project that is going to be more of a long term thing, I highly, highly, highly advise you set proper boundaries, look at all scenarios. Really respect them as a person and have open lines of communication that are easy to talk to. One time when I was in therapy, my therapist said to me, never date someone that you wouldn't want to break up with too. And and of course the people you want to date, you wouldn't want to break up with. But that's just saying that like the person would be respectful in a breakup. You want to think of that same thing when you're going through a creative partnership with someone. Would you want to be with that person when things went bad, when you only had a few hundred dollars left for the project and you had to decide how to spend it? Would that person be the person you want to problem solve that with? And it's something to really think long and hard about. And it's easy to make mistakes on this early in your career. But as we get deeper and deeper into our career, those mistakes become more costly emotionally, monetarily, spiritually, all the ways. So definitely do your best even early on in your creative career to make good choices when it comes to your partners and your partnerships. Okay, now that we've gone through that, I want to go into Brooklyn Queen, our guest. She is a musical artist, social media maven, and fellow Detroiter, best known for her viral hits, Emoji, and Kiki Taught Me, in addition to having millions of followers across various social platforms and being featured on SiriusXM, in True Star Junior, and on Fox. Inspired by gratitude, positivity, and Beyonce, Brooklyn wrote and performed her first song when she was just five years old years old and signed her first record deal when she was only a preteen. Now at 14, she has built out a full career in music and social media, collaborating with big artists such as Trina and racking up thousands of TikTok followers by the day. Don't worry, we'll get into what that even means. Brooklyn is officially the youngest guest we've had so far on Unleash, and though she is young, she has confidence, insight, and an innate understanding of social media, and on a bigger scale, business, and I know you'll find it helpful in creating your own career. We sat down to talk in her hotel room while she was here for a press tour in Los Angeles, and her wonderful, amazing mom was there, and she even got on the mic for a little bit. From my conversation with Brooklyn, you'll learn how to gain confidence in yourself and your art, make creativity a family affair, carve out a brand on social media, tune out negativity, beat out the algorithm and grow, break through a creative block, what really goes into writing a song, and what the heck is going on with TikTok, and really how to best utilize it. Now here she is, Brooklyn Queen. So thank you so much, Brooklyn, for being on Unleash Your Inner Creative. Yes, thank you for having me. Always love a fellow Michigander. Yes. And you are so accomplished for any age, but especially your young age. And I think that there's a lot to learn from you. So I'm really excited to share your insight with our audience. Yes,
1: I'm excited too.
0: (laughs) So I read you wrote your first song at five.
1: Yes, that's crazy, right? That's really crazy. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you, we were, well, I was in... The school talent show. They called it a variety show, but everyone called it the talent show. Like, I don't know why they just didn't say talent show. <laughs> uh, I was the f- the only kindergartner, the only five-year-old in the actual school talent show. And you're not even allowed to perform if you're in kindergarten, but they let me perform. So I was so excited. And then I
0: just wrapped my rap and everyone went crazy. So growing up in Michigan, because I'm also a songwriter, but I didn't write my first song till I was 22. Okay. So I'm fascinated by the fact that you knew that you could write music, like especially since, Mom, do you write music at all? Okay, so that's how you knew. Yeah. So it's in the blood. <laughs> okay, cool. So how did that first song come about? Do you remember like what the process was of like discovering it? And what was it about?
1: Okay, I remember the rap. I'm, I'll am i tell you the rap. Okay. But how did we come up with it? I think we were in my mom's room and – we heard, like, you know the song, you Done with OPP, yeah, yeah, you know me. So that's the song they wanted me to do. So we, me, my mom, and my dad were in their room, and, you know, we had to come up with something for this talent show. So that came on, and then we wrote to the instrumental. And, like, in my school, they have, like, a program called F.O.G., and it's, like, Friends of Grandview because that's the name of my school. Well, yeah. was the name of my school. And I just said, you down with F-O-G? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> so, yeah, basically that was the song. Do you want me to rap the song? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. Um, how did it go? So it's like, is Brooklyn in the house without a doubt? I'm a little cutie that you're talking about. Five years old on my way to the top on a money mission, and I can't be stopped. Hannah Montana ain't got nothing on me, so put your hands in there and have me rock this beat. Go Brooklyn, go Brooklyn, Brooklyn. go Brooklyn. And when I said go Brooklyn, the whole crowd just went, go Brooklyn. It was Aww. crazy.
0: So do you still write with your mom and dad? Yes, I do. That all the is time. so yes. special. Yes. What's the process like of you all getting together? And unleashing your creative as a family. It's crazy. Very crazy. Because we will just have like a beat from
1: the um, producer or where we get the beat from. And I would write something, then my mom would write something down. Like, we would all have different ideas. And then here comes my dad with this crazy idea. And we're like, no, we're not using that. <laughs> like, that doesn't even make sense.
0: Does dad write music as well as mom? Or, like, is he just getting in on this?
1: Um, He's like, he, I
0: see these other family members. I want a piece of this action.
1: <laughs> no, he actually, I think he can write yeah. good. But I think he just says the crazy stuff just to make us laugh because
0: I don't know why he would say that because it doesn't even go. But it's helpful sometimes to have somebody who says a wild idea when you're in a writing session, I think, because it frees you up to say whatever you might be afraid to say. Right. You know, so like if your dad comes in and he says, like, what if we talk about giraffes? I'm sure he doesn't say that, right. but something weird, you're like, well, if he thinks that's a good idea, then I guess whatever I have to say might be a good idea
1: okay. and I can share
0: <laughs> yeah. it. So maybe he's trying to disarm you. Actually, that's like a really good tip to, right. to free other people in the room. Say the wi- most wild thing you can think of, and then it will free everyone else to say what's on their heart. Yeah. Hey, dad, we see you. <laughs> we hear you. We love you. What did it feel like that first time you were performing? How did you know, like, this is the thing that I'm going to do for the rest of my life? Since I could stand up
1: or talk, I've always been, like, into music, whether it's singing the songs or whether it's dancing to the songs. So, when, okay, whenever I perform till this day, I get butterflies in my stomach. But then when I get on stage, it's a whole different, it's mm-hmm. a whole different story. So, I wasn't nervous until after I got onto the stage. And then...
0: So you mean when you stepped off stage, you got nervous? No, when I stepped before I got on stage, oh, right. is when I was nervous. I'm sorry. So you think? Why do you think that is? That you is it because you just feel at home once you start performing, but the build up to it, it's just nerve wracking.
1: I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. It's it's like a weird feeling. Like you turn into a whole different person. Yeah.
0: I would say I turn into a different person. Like, is it conscious? Or unconscious. Like you just kind of take it on when you get on stage. I just
1: take it on when I get on stage.
0: Wow. Yeah. So you're a very fearless person. That's something I've noticed about you from just talking with you for a short amount of time and watching your videos and watching your interviews. Yes. A big part of my show, because there are people who are double, triple, quadruple your age who do not have the confidence that you have. Right. And a big part of my show is talking about how to take fear out of the driver's seat, meaning, like, don't make your decisions out of fear. Make them because it's truly what you want. For somebody who's sitting at home right now who has a dream on their heart but's too afraid to take that first step to get there, what would your advice be to give them a little bit of that Brooklyn swag?
1: Brooklyn swag. I like that
0: (laughs) word. Um, I would
1: say, okay, I just don't give in to the negativity. So if you have someone around you that – is like telling you 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 can't do this like you're not good enough, you're this old, you're you're a girl, you can't be a rapper, you're a boy, you can't be a singer or a rapper. Or just anything. It don't even have to be music. It can be sports. I just say stay away from negativity and always goes towards positive people and surround yourself with positive people and leave like and get away from the negative energy in life. Because if you're around negative people or negative energy, you're not going
0: to get anywhere cuz they just want to hold you
1: back from your dreams.
0: Have you had people come up to you and say, "Hey, you're a girl, you shouldn't be a rapper?" And if so, how do you deal with those people if you have to talk to them?
1: I don't think anyone has came up to me and said that. But definitely on social media people have said that, but no one has actually came up to me. I don't respond back to them because I don't like giving those people that try to bring people down that attention. And make them feel like they're hurting my feelings because if I respond, they're going to think that they achieved in something. Mm -hmm. So I just ignore them and then
0: all my other supporters like attack them. And I'm like, oh my gosh,
1: what is going on?
0: (laughs) You're a social media maven, I'm going to say. You seem to just really understand it and use it to help you prop up the things that are important to you, which is when it's at its best. How do you, though, when you are having those negative comments, protect your mental health? Because I don't know about you, but for me, like, I read a million positive comments and then I read one negative one and it destroys me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, how do you let it not destroy you? And how do you shield yourself from that pain? I
1: was raised to not let what people think about me or say about me make me feel different about myself. So, that's a. Another, like, some advice for people that are trying to do anything with their dreams. Don't let what somebody else says about you make you feel different or make you want to not follow your dreams. Mm-hmm. So when I go past them comments, it's just like, oh, it's just another day, another
0: comment. Yeah. It's, it really doesn't break me down or tear me down. How do you think you got? I mean, I know you said your parents, but like, how do you maintain that mental strength? I would say God. Mm. Cuz
1: without God it's just like I wouldn't be here right now. So I feel like he just he keeps me cuz I pray every every all the time
0: like about everything. So I feel like he's just protecting me. So like a piece of advice might be if you you're on Instagram or any social outlet and you're looking and there's some mean things being said instead of engaging with that go pray yeah yeah that's what I was Turn a negative into a positive I love it so since you are from Detroit and we come from like such an incredibly musical place yeah so many entrepreneurs so many creative artistic spirits how do you think being from Detroit has affected you as a person and musically
1: it's a lot of wonderful artists there great great artists as you like cash dial there's days loaf is from their big shine and i like look at them and look up to them like i'm gonna be old i'm gonna get older and be like them
0: Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, they're like your inspiration. Right. I talk about having like, I don't know if you actually know those people, but like imaginary mentors. So I know Beyonce is one of yours. You know, like you love her. She's your favorite. She makes you light up. But you picture them in your head and it's almost like they're mentoring you, even though you don't know them. And one day you probably will meet them and you can tell them what they've meant to you. But it's a great tool to use when you're still on your journey to think of those people, use them as inspiration and like think like, what would they say to me right now? Right. Yeah. Yes. I love that. (laughs) So, okay, let's get back to your social media. Is that how people started knowing about your music and who you are? What came first, the social media or the music, or was it kind of both at the same time?
1: I would say both at the same time because YouTube is another social media platform, I would say. So when I put, like, my first songs out, they got, like, 50 million. Well, they just hit 50 million views, like, 2 days ago. Congrats. Thank you. So um I would say music and social media at the same time because when I put my songs out is when like all my social
0: medias were like growing faster. And you were That makes sense. Yeah, I that was, makes sense. I was 11. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so you you put your first song out. Did the label come before or after you putting out your first song? After? It was after
1: um we so, so tell me label, about this. How okay. how did it work? So the label B&B, which I'm signed to now, Independent Label out of Detroit. Um they we're like family. Like my mom knew the CEO's wife for like 20 years now. Wow. And like I wasn't obviously alive for 20 years or <laughs> I would have been signed before that. But <laughs> so when I was like ready like to really get into music they um, flew me and my mom to Orlando because that's where like everyone on the label was recording at the time. We flew to Orlando and I made what songs did I make? I made Kiki Taught Me, which was my first first one. I made Pretty Girl Stuff. So after that, we shortly signed after that. Yeah, it wasn't that far apart, but
0: and what was that experience like? Of like actually signing your name to paper for something that could lead you to your greatest dream? Like, what did that feel like? And how did you know it was the right decision? It felt amazing, and
1: I knew it was the right decision because I felt like I was with them before I was with them. Does mm. that make sense? Like, I was with them before I signed the Like you the visualized
0: paper. it almost, or like explain. no, like
1: it was just like family. Mm. Like it just because you've like known so them for family. so long, right? It just felt like family. So. Even when I wasn't signed, I was just like, I'm b Like, no doubt I'm B&B. Like, that's family. So either if I sign a paper or not, I'm still with them. It doesn't matter what which way it goes. It was
0: great when I signed a paper. I was like, okay. And do they let you be yourself within them, or are like they? How much are they guiding you? Are you the creative force behind everything, or is it more of a collaboration? I'm mostly the creative force
1: <laughs> because they say like kid, they say teenagers or the youth is where it's at. So I guess they listen to me when it comes to like ideas for songs, or they listen to me when it comes for social media. So because like I'm on it every day and I know what's trending and. Of course, like my mom's not gonna know like what's trending. Well, she might now because you know she's all on Instagram. She seems pretty savvy. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I'm mostly the
0: well. Me and my mom are mostly the creative together. And you're still writing together. Like, are you writing all of your songs with your mom still? She's there every time
1: where I'm writing a song, and of course, she's gonna put an input in. So, yeah,
0: I I would say she. Is with me. She's so. with you. She's your muse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was the experience of like what you thought the signing would be versus what it was? Were they aligned? Um,
1: nobody asked me that before. I don't, I wasn't expecting it to be like, I'm going to sign and then I'm going to have a million followers. I'm going to do this. I knew I had to push myself and grow because it wasn't just going to come out of nowhere. I had to put the hard work and energy in. So I was just expecting it to just be normal. Like I signed and then I do me. And then what was it? I signed and I did me. (laughs) That's what it was. Good.
0: (laughs) Yes. So what's your advice for building up your social media? Because you have gotten, you're like growing every day. You're close to a million now, right? You're in the 900,000s. How did you go about building on that platform? Because you hear so many people be like, oh, the algorithm, I can't grow. But obviously that's not a real thing because you're doing it. Exactly. So (laughs) how are you doing it? How are you hacking the system? Teach us your ways. (laughs) Post what people like
1: is what I would say.
0: Which is? Well,
1: my supporters like Dan's videos, my music, like pictures. So... I don't know, like, how to tell someone what to post. It's just, I post the things that I would want to see. And then that's, I guess, what every other 14-year-old, you know, teenager wants to see. So, I would just say post what you think other people want to see. Like, what you would want to see is what, think that what you would want to see is what other people want to see.
0: And you said you look up the trends and everything. So, where are you going to look those up? Like, you go on yeah just tell me where you're going
1: my timeline <laughs> because i follow all the all the influencers basically mostly all the influencers so i look down my timeline or like the home page on youtube the for you page on tiktok you just look at trending things and then you put your own spin. or put it in your
0: own way yeah i would say okay can we talk about tiktok yeah what is happening there. I'm trying to understand, but I officially feel old because I look at it and I feel like I'm in outer space. So it's like, okay, the dancing videos, why is that so big? Is it just because people like watching dance? Like, is there a purpose behind it? This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: I feel that every dance that somebody does is an art. Whether it's, I mean, they call it TikTok dancing, dub smash dancing, Instagram dancers, or, or they just call it that like it's a bad thing when they're just all dancers like right they're just dancers so i think just people like dancers overall and if you have a group of dancers right here on tiktok and you have another group of dancers on tiktok they're obviously gonna watch each other's dances because if it's trending, they're going to redo it mm-hmm. like me. So,
0: you know, if it's trending, I'm going to redo it. <laughs> so you're just literally like someone will come up with a dance. You see the dance and then you recreate the dance. Do you put your own spin on it when you recreate it? I do. But some people just do exactly what they see.
1: So like if I put my own spin on it, somebody might see my video instead of the one that I seen. And they
0: might do it how I do it. But you can do it whichever way you want to. Okay. So I think I'm getting it now. TikTok in, is one part of it, is at least like a huge worldwide dance party. Like somebody is a choreographer and then you're coming in, looking at their choreography, redoing it for yourself or like putting your own spin on it and being creative with it. Right. That's fun. Yeah. Okay, I It's get not it.
1: just dancing, though. It's not just dancing. It's
0: no, it's not just dancing, but that's right. one big component. But that's okay, one so, of the big, so let's talk about what else we'll find if we follow you on TikTok. Like, what other things do you like to post? You do your music on there, too? Yes, I do funny funny um skits. Funny skits? Okay. Yeah, like from... Different shows or... Like the lip syncing thing where you... Yes. Okay, those are funny. And then yeah. you put your own spin on it with like a friend or maybe yep. it's a monologue. Okay. Right. And then what else will we see on your TikTok?
1: Funny things. Like I ate a pickle with my friends and was like <laughs> smacking. Like, do you know what ASMR is? Yeah. Yeah. So I ate a pickle with my friends and then like we, I guess, made it funny. And then like it got, what, like a million views just for me eating a pickle. I'm like, um... Okay, this is weird, but okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then people like redid the sound, like you know how you, how I said you can redo the dance and things. Like people redid the pickle, the pickle sound? eating sound. I'm gonna tell you how many people did it because I think it's crazy. Like 200 people did it. Wow. And we're just. Can
0: we play the sound? <laughs>
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah, that is. That's really crazy. You know, that's a thing that I think is baffling to people is like, and probably still to you, you're just in the thick of it and you're doing it because you see it's working and you're a smart businesswoman. But like, I think that people can't conceptualize like, why is that working? Like, why is smacking a pickle on a video. But do you know why it's working or is it just because I couldn't tell you why it's working. So it's basically just it's a TikTok seems like the place where you can be most creative now because it's like a free for all. Anything goes. Yes. And we should all be there because that's what life is about. It's about making creativity the filter for your life. Exactly. And Dub Smash too if you're from Tell me okay, so Dub Smash was something I used like I was telling you four years ago. I Mm -hmm. did it once I like lip synced to some like Game of Thrones line. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, cool. But people are using it still as social media, right?
1: Yes, people are using
0: Dubsmash as a social media. You
1: can now post on Dubsmash. So, like, you can make a post. But I feel like TikTok and Dubsmash are, like, two of the biggest social media platforms for influencers or people that like to dance, people that like to, like you said, do you did a lip sync to, like, Game of Thrones. I feel like. Dub Smash is amazing. I use Dub Smash like almost every day. Every time I'm in a different outfit, I, you know, make a Dub Smash.
0: How can it's, we follow you on there?
1: Uh, You could just search up my name, and it's just my Instagram, BrooklynQueen03. Cool. Yes, so you can follow me
0: and see all the crazy things I do. I feel like, too, even though there's so many people on TikTok and it sounds like Dub Smash, they're still underused. So that's a great tip because people need to be in places where... We're still discovering people to follow. And I feel like Instagram, yes, people are still discovering people. It's so saturated, though. Mm -hmm. So TikTok's a better place to be. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about your music a little bit. Okay. So you have a couple new singles coming out. You have one called Dance Baby, and then you have one called Crazy All The Time, which is a a single coming up with Trina and veteran radio personality Supa Cindy. Yes. Okay. Tell me about these songs. What are we going to hear? So. First, I just want to
1: thank Trina and Super Cindy because it's a. I'm just thankful to be on their album. Like, oh my gosh, it's I love Trina! Trina's songs like, are you single, single again? Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> I've been. I broke up with my boyfriend in October, and I've been like, yeah, that me is and so Trina funny. together forever.
1: <laughs> but yes, I just want to thank them. It's a blessing to be on the on the album, and I feel as though you guys are going to see a different side of music. it's, I would say pop. It's pop. Are you singing? Kind of. Kind of. It's like like rap sing. Yeah, I love what you do. Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like rap sing, but you guys are going to feel a whole different vibe on this song. And then my dance baby song, which comes out March 6th. So the Trina album and Super Cindy's album is called Queens Don't Compete. That's the name of their album. And I just feel like it fit me because Brooklyn Queen and then it said Queens Don't Compete. So I'm like, yeah, I have to, you know, be on this. It's like, you know, it's meant for me to be on
0: this. What does Queens Don't Compete mean to you? Because for a long time, women, not only in the music industry, but in life in general, have been taught there's not enough space for them and they need to break each other down in order to rise to the top. That's changing now, thank God. What does that mean to you? Queens don't compete. And how do you live that every day?
1: I feel this like the words Queens don't compete is like it's basically self-explanatory. You don't need to compete with someone that's doing the same thing as you when you can, I would say, like join together and be bigger and more successful in life. Mm -hmm. So. Why tear someone down that's trying to do the same thing as you? Because if you were, if you were them, you would not want them tearing you down.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. like the old rule, treat people the way you want to be treated. Exactly. It's that's so simple. My
1: elementary school, that was like the saying.
0: <sighs> that was the saying at the school. That's crazy yeah. you said that. It's the best saying. Yes. If you can just keep that in mind. I mean, if everyone could do that, the world would be so much better. Exactly. Yeah. And so if we can just start doing that, and you're obviously doing it through your music and the millions of people you're touching, you know, you're helping make the world a better place through your creativity. So tell me about the Dance Baby single, though. Is that off of a bigger album, or is it just going to be like a one-off single, and then you're going to roll a few more out?
1: It's a single. It's my single. Um, It's called Dance Baby. You just said that. But um, <laughs> it's coming out March 6th, and it's more of a, like... It's different. Another different
0: song. How is this one different? Because I'm
1: speaking Spanish.
0: Oh. Hola. Como estas? That's a little
1: hint. So, I'm speaking Spanish on the
0: song, so I hope
1: you guys are ready for this.
0: Well, that sounds good. You're helping us all get bilingual. Yeah. It's nice. And it's like a tropical dance song. What was yeah. the process of writing it? Like, how long does it usually take you to write songs? First of all? I don't write songs like
1: I have the beat, and then I just write the song. I have the beat, I go into the studio, say something, and then whatever I say, like I mumble like, mm, like a little like, you know, melody, and then I go
0: back and put words to my mumble. Mm -hmm. That Yeah, no, I do that a lot, too. Okay, yeah. So you mumble, and then, like, do you usually, like, leave the mumble for a few days, then come back to it, then put words on, or is it, like, for me, it's different every time. It's a one-day thing. It's a one-day thing. So you mumble, and then do you instantly dive into the words? How long does that whole, like, start to finish take you, usually? One song is, like, two hours? It just depends. It's different every time, so. yeah. Some songs fly out of you, and some. I was gonna say a swear word, but I will <laughs> kick your butt a little bit more.
1: Yeah. The other day, me and my little sister, her name's Lala, we made a song, and we only took like 45 minutes doing the song because, like, it just came. Like, the beat just spoke to us. Like, sometimes the beat just speaks to you, and, like, you know what to put there. Like, you know where to put where. And then the next day, I was like, Sitting in the studio for an hour and didn't have anything. Like, I didn't know. It was just like. Why do I don't you think know. that happens? Maybe it's the beat, because it depends what mood you're in. Mm-hmm. You can't just go with any beat. Really, you can't go with any beat. So I feel like that day, I think it was the beat. It was a good beat, don't get it just me wrong, wasn't but driving it wasn't. It wasn't you. Right. It wasn't the
0: mood I'm in. People might be nice. (laughs) Right. But they're not necessarily all for you. Exactly. It has to be the right fit, it has to be compatible. So that's a good point. When you are creatively blocked, what do you do? And what would be your advice for other people who are like coming up against a pretty rough creative block? What do I do? Get a new beat. Yeah. That's exactly what we did. Well, I think you have to figure out what the problem is, right? That's like a good point. You know, sometimes you think it's you, but it might be something else. Right. Yeah.
1: We just got a new beat. Ate a Snickers because that you know changes your whole mood if you eat a Snickers. So make sure you have a Snickers <laughs> in the studio because did
0: you see that commercial where like we're like changed the person? Yes, yeah, I have yes, seen that's some of them. definitely true. If you eat a Snickers, shout out that's to Snickers. Happen. Feel free to sponsor us. Right, come
1: on, hit my DM. Thank you.
0: <laughs> you were saying your little sister and you wrote a song together. Yes. So she is also in this career.
1: Yes, yeah, she's just now. Well. Not just now. Okay. Let me girl. Okay. Back it up. Back it up. <laughs> so she's like she's not my blood little sister, but she's my little sister. Like she's my god sister, like my mom's her god mom. So that's my god sister. Oh. But she's my sister. I don't care what anyone says. So she actually when I was eleven, she was my hype girl. And then when like we wanted her to, you know, she always loved singing. But she, I don't, she wasn't quite ready. Like she told us, she wasn't ready, but now she's older and she like has a song out and she's ready to like get to Beyonce status. That's what we're working to. We're working to get her to Beyonce status. Okay. Are you at Beyonce status? Am I at Beyonce status? No. Nowhere near it.
0: Nowhere near it. But we're both working to get up there with Beyonce. It's good. Keep your mentality in Beyonce. Yes. Then you'll eventually get there. Have you heard of manifesting? Manifesting. That means like, like visualizing something and then making it happen. Yes. Do you think you do that? Yes. How do you do that? Um, we just come up with an idea and then it happens. Right? Well, you probably right. put in the work for it. So you like you visualize what you want and then you're kind of like... It seems like you're relentless in a good way until you get to that vision. Right. And you don't see any like... So many people have doubts and it seems like you really don't have doubts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just How? Tell, I don't know. tell me the secrets of your brain.
1: <laughs> I can't even tell you. It's just natural. Wow.
0: Yeah. We need to figure out like a meditation or something that people can do to get right. a, to get, get on the Brooklyn brain. Get, yes. <laughs> Maybe I'm that's your like next product. Yeah, please do. And then you'll have to come back on and tell me your secrets. Right. So, okay, you're homeschooled now, right? Yes. When did that start? Um, I got homeschooled beginning of seventh grade, so was that, two years now. I'm in ninth. Okay, cool. So was that
1: before all this started to happen or after? After. I've had my first songs
0: out and stuff while I was, you know, in sixth grade. What was that like going to school with other people when you were doing these amazing things and getting all this notoriety? Was there jealousy at all, and how did you deal with that?
1: <laughs> yes, it was a lot of jealousy. But I still walked through the halls like nothing was wrong with me. Like I said, I don't let what people do or say tear me down. Because I'm just the type of person that don't care. Like, if I know it's not true, then I'm not going to cry about it or I'm not going to care. So, yeah, there was a lot of jealousy. But at the same time, there was the friends that didn't care that I was, like, popular because we were in school with each other since first grade so and we known each other for so long so they're not you know they didn't act different some did I'm not gonna lie some did but it's okay (laughs) it's okay I still have those few friends that
0: that didn't act different Mm -hmm. yeah because in this career path you'll find as you get further and further down it you can't have anyone in your zone who's trying to tear you down in any way. This is like, it's it can be brutal at times, yes. choosing a creative path. So you can have other people who are gnawing at you. Right. Trying to take away your light. You need all the light you can get. <laughs> we need that Brooklyn shine.
1: Yeah, it's the Brooklyn shine.
0: So how has homeschooling helped you with your creative path?
1: I would say I get more time to be creative. Mm -hmm. Like whether it's doing my school work and then going to write a song or doing my school work and going make creative TikTok and dub smash videos. Because with my school work I can like do it when I want to. Like it's not like I have to be on the computer at three o'clock or I have to be on the computer at Mm ten. It's just wake up when you wake up, get on the computer
0: and then do your work.
1: And then go do what you want to do.
0: What would you say your brand is? If you had to like sum it up in a sentence.
1: I would say. (laughs) The Brooklyn Queen brand is. You said a sentence or Oh, you could use a few sentences. You could use words.
0: You could whatever
1: you feel. Okay. I'm going to use like three words. Y'all want three words? Three words. Okay. The Brooklyn Queen brand is hardworking. Um, what would I say? <laughs> I didn't think of the words before I said three words.
0: Can I, can I throw some at you? Yes. Okay. I love hardworking cause that's clearly true. I might not have three. I might have to do more than three. Okay. Powerful. Yes. I was going to say that. Yeah. I was say that. Positive. Yes. Confident. Yes. Creative. Yes. Fearless. Good. Okay. You're on the team. Thank I'm on you. the team. Team Brooklyn. I'm here for it. And what would you say to other people who want to do what you do, who see your career, they're so inspired by it. I'm inspired by what you're doing. You know, you're half my age and you have this presence about you where you're just so, you love yourself. And it's really beautiful. Not a nice. lot of people love themselves, truly, and see everything that they are and, and the power of their soul and go out and, and proclaim it to the world. And you are doing that. Yeah. What would be your advice to people who want not to do that themselves. How do they start that path and how do they start to build a career? First off, you guys, we're not that far apart from age. I am not half her age.
1: She's only 23. Oh, I love you. So, um
0: <laughs> but
1: I would say like I always say, just follow just follow your dreams and follow what what makes you happy. And again, the negative people cuz trust me, I've been through it with the negative people and negative energy and people that don't want to see you succeed. So I've been through it. So take it from me.
0: Yeah. Pluck them off. Kick them <laughs> out of your life. They don't belong here. Right. So there's something I usually ask at the end of every show, mm-hmm. and that is, what would you say to your younger self? I am I think you might say something to your younger self that's similar to what you'd say to you now. But I I'll ask it to you anyway, and then I have an additional question. So if you in Little Brooklyn, like five real Brooklyn, just got oh. off the stage at the talent show, we're standing in the same room right now, looking at each other. What do you think, first of all, she would say to you and why? Wow.
1: <laughs> what she would say to me? Yeah. She would say Wait, she knows I'm the older Brooklyn? Yes, yeah, she knows. Okay. She's in the know. <laughs> I whispered true. it in her ear. Okay. So she knows I'm the older Brooklyn. She would say Wow, I love your questions. (laughs) (laughs) What would she say? Okay, let me put myself in the five-year-old mind. She would say, Oh my gosh, your nails are so sparkly. I can't wait till I can get some like you. That's what she would say.
0: And what do you think she'd say about your career? She
1: would say, I don't know. What (laughs) What would I say to myself? What would she say? So I feel like when I was five, I looked up to Beyonce. She would look up to me like my five-year-old Brooklyn would look up to me as if I was Beyonce.
0: I mean, and that's something that's so important to carry you. Like we should always be doing what we can to make our younger self proud, you know, to make them proud and to take care of them. Because there's a psychologist that says we're every age we've ever been. So like you're still that five-year-old girl. and you're living her dreams yeah and that's pretty cool what would you say to her and why
1: so this five-year-old brooklyn you know with a two-to-one pigtails curly hair i would say follow your dreams and you're gonna be something in life
0: mm. okay that's what i would say i love that final hard question it's this hard? One, I mean, I think so. I I would have oh, wow. a hard time answering this one, but I believe in you, and that's why I'm asking oh, you this. Oh lord, okay. So, you're you're 15 now? 14, 15. 14. I'll be 15 in in 4 months in July, right? Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Sorry, 14. So you're 14 now. You're not an adult yet. You've got a lot of adult things going on. You're you've built a career. I mean, yes. something that many people struggle to do ever you've done at such a young age it's incredible if you could look at your 30 year old self what do you think or what do you hope she would say to you and why because i feel like my 30 year old self will be beyonce
1: so that's like beyonce talking to me right now so if i wanted beyonce to say something to me she would say Oh, my God, my daughter listens to you 24-7, and I literally love you. Like, when are we going to make a song? That's that's what my 30-year-old self would say to me.
0: Well, I can't wait to meet 30-year-old Beyonce Breakfast. <gasps> you <Brooklyn>. know,
1: that <laughs> is a good
0: idea. It is. I
1: should make a song now, right? And then when I'm 30, get on the song with myself. Do it. You heard it here no first. No one take my idea. Breaking Please news. don't take my idea. Please don't take I'm my idea. I'm not gonna idea. take it.
2: No, I no can't. one. I no one
1: listening
0: can't. to this. Don't take my idea. Like really, I'm gonna but be the first to do does, it. But even if someone does, here's the thing about creativity. Like we talked about with TikTok. Even if someone does, no one's gonna do it the way you do it. Right. So it, I just spilled my papers because I got so passionate. But it's like honestly <laughs> irrelevant. Like if anyone does it, they're not gonna do it the way Brooklyn does it. And just the same way you couldn't do it the way they do it. Like right. that's why there is a space for all of us because we all have our own unique take on things like there's limitless space in the world for us all to be as creative as we want to be and live our dreams right so but that is a brilliant idea and you should definitely do it (laughs) Brooklyn I love you thank you for being on my show thank you for having me you're awesome so I'm popping Brooklyn's mom on for just a second because I just want to ask you about how you approach raising such an amazing daughter and guiding her through this career like What has been your approach and how do you keep her mind level-headed as a mom?
2: I would have to say like when Brooklyn was little, like I seen it in her, like from her before she could even walk, she had dance moves. Like before she could talk, it was like she was singing like melodic, like bumble baby talk. Wow. And I just knew it was in her. She never played with toys like, I would buy her Barbies. They'd be under her bed. She wanted nothing to do with a toy, a video game. It was just music, a mirror, and a, either a wooden spoon or a brush. So, you know, I know all parents think, oh, my gosh, my child is the next Beyonce. So as she grew and I seen a passion for her, I just reminded her what you have today you might not have tomorrow.
0: And then what would be your advice for other kids parents who like they see this
2: talent in their kids how do they foster that in them i would say support what makes them happy Mm. whatever their passion is i think a lot of kids i think a lot of kids you know get pushed into doing what their parent wants for them rather than what actually the child has a passion or is happy about doing and i would say definitely support what makes them happy what makes them smile Whatever it is, whatever crazy dream they have, be their biggest supporter and be their biggest support system.
0: And one final question for you. What's your big crazy dream and how are you going to go after it?
2: My big crazy dream is to see my kids happy. Well, it seems like you've got it. And I get to live it every day. Uh, any follow up you want to say on that, Brooklyn.
1: For those who don't know, she's crying behind the mic right now. But thank you for all the wonderful words, Mother.
2: You're welcome, daughter. Beautiful. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening and to my amazing guest, Brooklyn Queen. For more info on Brooklyn, follow her everywhere at BrooklynQueen03 and pre-save her new single, Dance Baby, at the link in her bio on Instagram. Thanks to Liz Full for the show's theme music. Follow her at Liz Full and thank you. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts and follow it on Spotify. Tell a friend about us, post it to your Instagram story, your TikTok and whatever else you use and I will repost. You can follow me at Lauren LaGrasso and the show at Unleash Your Inner Creative. My wish for you this week is to gain the confidence and swagger Brooklyn has. She really impressed me and showed me what relentless vision and self-love and appreciation can do. Let's take a page out of her book and go for it. I believe in you. Talk next week.